This week's reading for the first Sunday after Pentecost, and more specifically, Holy Trinity Sunday, comes out of John 16, verses 12 through 15. Jesus says to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all of the truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, folks, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. Perhaps you've heard me talk about this before if you tune in, but I'm a gamer. I've long since been a gamer. I grew up playing video games. I continue to play video games. It's just who I am. And I play a wide variety of different games. But there's one that came out a few years back. It's probably been, oh, four or five years ago now. And it's one that I'm thinking about. Now, the name of this game is Journey. And in a lot of ways, it's a very, very simple premise. And it's kind of a short game. You know, some games that you play take you hours upon hours upon hours to go through. This one only takes a handful of hours to actually complete. And while it's visually stunning, the gameplay is actually very, very simple. And the premise for this game called Journey is that you are this strange little, little humanoid character and you find yourself at the base of a mountain and you're trying to get to the top of the mountain. And you gradually work your way through it as, as you're working through different environments and different places on this mountain. As the, and as the story progresses, that's all you're doing is you're trying to get up to the top of the mountain. Now, when the game begins, you are by yourself. And you kind of have to figure out like where to go and different little puzzles kind of come up and you have to sort of sort your way through those. But as you do and you continue to progress upwards, that's basically the whole premise of the story. But what's interesting is every once in a while, as you progress through the game, as you get farther and farther along, every once in a while, another one of these little humanoid characters shows up and kind of does some stuff with you and you kind of interact with them. And it's interesting because you, you can't talk, you can't really communicate with, with that other one other than making like this weird little beeping sound that will, will get their attention. But you spend a little time together and then gradually you sort of peel off and you're by yourself again. And then some time goes by and then there's the character and, and then you kind of come back together and, and there it is again. And then you sort of come in and out and in and out of, of this story together as you go along your way. What's really fascinating about it, which people don't realize the first time they play this, is when the game is over, when you complete the game, it actually shows you a list and all those different little characters that you interacted with, even though they all look the same, they're actually different, uh, they're different people and there are other people who are playing the game at the same time. It is designed in a way that, that you interact with each other, it brings you together, you spend a little bit of time along your way, and then you drift apart, and then you find someone else, and you come together, and you drift apart. It's this beautiful, beautiful thing, this little twist that's going on that you don't realize in the moment. You're actually interacting with someone else. It's not just the computer, it's you're interacting with another it's a beautiful, beautiful thing and one that left me kind of scratching my head in a good way when I did it. Now, that idea of these encounters, this time that we spend with people along the way, that's where I'm connecting in with this passage. Now, 
it's important to know the setting of this brief, brief little teaching of Jesus that we hear about today in which he starts talking about God the Father and he talks about himself and he talks about the Holy Spirit which is to come or the spirit of truth is what he says in there. It's this idea of the Holy Trinity, one God in three persons. One, We have God the Father, the Creator, we have Jesus the Son and we have the Spirit of God or the Spirit of truth we hear it called here. Now, Jesus is sitting at the Last Supper with his disciples. And this is a part of a long teaching. It's not just this brief snippet. It actually goes on for several chapters as he talks about different things, about what is to come for them. Jesus knows what's about to happen. Again, at the Last Supper, he's about to be betrayed. He's about to be arrested, which means he's about to be killed. And even though he will rise again three days later, he knows things are going to change. But Jesus wants to leave this message, this teaching with the disciples so that they know no matter what is to come, they will not be left alone, even in the moments when it might feel like it. I think that this is a time of reassurance for the disciples. And not only that, but an importance of what's going on. Now, Jesus, I believe, understood what was happening, even if we cannot fully grasp it at any given point. We can look back and we have the gift of faith and these are all good things, but still the whole Jesus event leaves me scratching my head and perhaps it does for you as well. And Jesus, I believe, knew that. And I think Jesus also knew that the disciples would go through that. And so what he talks about today or what we hear about, he says, I have more things to teach you, but you cannot bear them now. Things need to happen before you're going to be able to even begin to process all this stuff or begin to understand these different things. So essentially, Jesus seems to be telling them where you're at right now, you will not stay there. As you go along this continued journey of life, this continued journey of of faith, this continued journey of ministry, things will change. You will learn more as you go on. And then in the midst of that, Jesus talks about the importance of the spirit of truth, which will guide them. Now that word right there, and in fact, I want to I read it just to make sure I got it. The spirit of truth will guide you in all truth. Greek nerd moment. Perhaps you know I do that. The original language that, that was written in has an interesting little distinction. That word for guide comes and includes the word that also means along the road or along the journey or along the way. As you go along the way, which, side note, is what the disciples would become to known a little ways down the road, that they would be followers of the way, Jesus is informing them or reminding them the Holy Spirit will guide them in that and will continue to teach them and will continue to reveal new things and new things and new things. And we can call that a lot of different stuff. We could call it sanctification if we wanted to, or we could call it spiritual growth. But I think all it really refers to is the fact that as we go along through life, we continue to grow, we continue to experience new things, we continue to change and grow, and that's a good thing. Think back. Do you think the same way about stuff that you did 10 years ago that you do right now? Or has your opinions and your thoughts and your understanding of things morphed and changed over time? I sure hope so. I know that's the truth for me, and I hope that that's the truth for you. Because if we're stuck in the same way of thinking like, this is it, this is the only way it can be, then we are blocking ourselves off to the new possibilities that God might be offering to us. I think that's what Jesus is reminding us of. Now, in this whole thing, 
this whole promise that Jesus makes that the spirit will come along beside them and will dwell within them and will continue to bond them together, will connect them, but will also empower them and lead them and help them grow and continue to teach them all these different things that the Holy Spirit seems to do. I can't help but think that the Holy Spirit's really busy. We remember that these different persons of God, these different aspects of God, one God and three persons, are in this constant flow and dance together. Now, here's the thing, folks. A week ago, I was uh, at my alma mater, Luther Seminary, up in the Twin Cities, up in St. Paul, Minnesota, watching my wife graduate from seminary, which was an awesome experience. And one of the professors was there, and she is something known as a systematic theologian, which means she's way smarter than I am. And she talked about this dance that the three members of the Trinity do and how they all embrace one another and empower one another and point towards one another and that it's all these different aspects. And when I think about the Holy Trinity, that's what I think of. This idea that God somehow exists in relationship, that the God who made the world, God the Father who's the creator, had God's begotten son who entered into this world to somehow redeem it and now sends to us the the Holy Spirit which continues to empower us and unite us as the body of Christ to continue this work in the world. And all all aspects, all three somehow complement one each other, one another, and they're they're distinct from one another, and yet they're the same God, and yes, that's mind-blowing and we don't really understand it, but it's this idea of relationship. And that same thing comes to us as well. We too are empowered by that same Holy Spirit, redeemed by the life, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ in this world that God the Creator calls good. Together through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are united, we are bound together into this one body of Christ. And just like in that game journey, when we go along our way, different people will come in and out of, the, of our story. We will spend time together as we go along the way, and then we will go our own separate ways. And folks, that's life, isn't it? This life which God calls good. We have different individuals that we are in relationship for a time. And sometimes that time is very long, and sometimes that time is very brief. But the gift of the Holy Spirit is that we can spend this time with one another as we all do the work that we are empowered to do in this world. May you remember that as you move forward, that the spirit of truth, the the Holy Spirit is empowering you and is teaching you, and is guiding you, and is leading you, and is constantly bringing people in and out of that journey to share the time with you, and that allows you to share that time with them as they're on their way, on their journey. This is a beautiful thing, a wonderful thing, and I pray that you would be encouraged in that.